Welcome to the Spiritual Recharge Podcast. This is your place to experience peace and higher consciousness while recharging the battery of your soul. So get comfortable, take a few relaxing breaths, and settle into this sacred time for yourself. So today we're jumping into this wonderful topic, the power of our focused intentions and how being focused on something and having a focused path and being clear of what we're doing leads to spiritual experiences. Whereas being unfocused and dabbling in this and that and trying this for a few seconds and that for a few minutes and then reading this little book over here and half this book over here and jumping from here and there just doesn't really work very well. And so that's really the topic today. And I'm very grateful to have Sister Shireen with, with us. And um, Shireen, why don't you tell us a little bit more about, about why, why is it a problem to jump from here to there and be all over the map when it comes to our spiritual practices? You know, we, the first question we have to ask ourselves when we're doing that is why are we doing it? You know, why am I jumping from here to here to here? Because it's counterproductive. Um, You know, like everything else, right? So let's say many of our listeners would be following some kind of sport and, um, and any professional sports player, let's say they're playing golf or, you know, football or basketball. Um, They spend hours and hours for years and years practicing one sport and then they pick that sport they become really good at it and the reason why we admire them all these sports players is because they're really good at it right and so we know we have examples in front of us that to be able to be good at something you have to do it consistently over a long period of time and even after I know that somewhere in the back of our mind we do know that and even after I know that why am I not doing it why am I not picking something and really focusing and uh, putting my heart and soul into it and giving it all my pure intentions why am I not doing it that's the question we have to ask ourselves and the answer I came up with is many of us are commitment phobic Um, and uh, um and, and I think that's the crux of the problem. We have a phobia of commitment. And, uh, but we need to understand, because many times, especially on the spiritual path, we have self-sabotaging patterns of being and doing, which really are not serving the self, right? But they go unnoticed. We, you know, it's not, that easily apparent as something, let's say I have a self-sabotaging pattern of behavior um, that is more, which has physical ramifications that's more apparent, but these things are very subtle and they are not that apparent. And so that's, we need to look at ourselves very clearly and ask ourselves, why am I commitment phobic? And also talk to ourselves and say that without some kind of commitment, that they, I will not have spiritual experiences and I will not advance spiritually. Mm, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. So it's true, isn't it? All these great sports people, they, they, they just do one thing really, really, really well. I mean, not just sports people, but musicians or authors or whatever it is, they just get really good at their thing. And that's why people like them. Movie um, actors and all these people but um yeah being a generalist master of all trade you know what is it uh, jack of all trades master of none yeah it's it's um you know where what are we getting out of that really it's it's very interesting and, and it's fascinating that you think it's commitment phobic why do you think we have phobia of commitments 
Um, you know, there is, I feel, a reason. I have compassion for souls, really, for having commitment phobia, because there is a reason, right? We, um, You know, on one side is picking a path and really following the path. And on the other side is just, you know, like a, the metaphysical hard bar, you know, like in... Um, where's a place in Whole Foods you know you have these hard bars where you get salads and this and that and all kinds of hard food oh, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. so there's a probable metaphysical hard bar that people are picking at and then on the other side is a um, commitment to one path but what I've noticed is the reason why people are picking at metaphysical hard bars is um, they have been burnt or they've seen being burned right like they've seen other people being burned they've been burned they've been burned maybe in their last life you know something is going on right like you know for example many many faith traditions say they're the only way they're the only way they go around talking about them being the only way and obviously they're not the only way <laughs> and so um and is there really an only way for everyone i don't think so but um Obviously, they are the only. They're not the only way, and um, they. Um, so you see all of that, right? You see all of that. You see the ex the other extreme. Like if you pick up a spiritual path and you you pick up one path and you follow it, you see the extreme of that that you possibly are going to get burnt. But at some point, at some point, you have to give up, surrender your spiritual life to a higher power, to the source, really. And you have to understand that um, if I don't pick one, uh, then I am really harming myself or I'm not having enough experiences. Harming ourselves is very relative here. Is I'm not use, It's not the best use of my time. That's a better way of putting it. It's not the best use of time, wasting time, really. And so um, I can understand why people don't want to do it, but to be very honest with the self, to be very honest with the self and think, okay, I don't know the truth and I don't know who knows the truth, right? Both. I don't know the truth and I don't know who knows the truth. And that's why I am uh, doing this metaphysical hard bar situation going on here. Um, and I need to be very honest with myself about that, but also not understand that I don't have to do this forever. This is not forever. I have to pick something and really get good at it to have good experiences. Hmm. It's, the, it's such a fascinating thing, it really is, because there's so many different things around. And what, what I've noticed... Um, <laughs> is because I, of course, teach courses and stuff, and just like you do, Shireen, and um, we we come across people who start a course and then they think, okay, this is great, and they're all excited about it. And then what happens? They go on Facebook or Instagram, and then they see adverts for other courses, right? So they're in the middle of a course. So this happens all the time. Then they see another one. Oh, this one looks really cool, right? And then they go for that one, and then they buy this other course, and then they go on this retreat. And and this this can take years, just jumping from this to that. I, I was actually reading about this last night, funnily enough, about the greener pastures that uh, is fascinating, isn't it? Okay, I, I have empathy and I have compassion for people and think, okay, you've been burnt and, you know, you don't want to commit yourself and all of that, but it's really good to commit. You know, it's really good to commit. You know, the example I always give people is you can't just listen to a few podcasts and get a college degree, right? Um, you have to enroll in a college. You have to pay tuition, you have to go to class. You have to pick a. You have to pick a major. You have to go to class. Picking a major is very important. You have to pick a major. You have to go to the requisite classes. You have to study. You have to sit for the exams. You have to pass the exams, and then after four years of doing all of that, you get a degree. 
it's the same with spiritual experiences. You can't just listen to a bunch of people and do this and that and think that, oh, you will have experiences. No, you have to do this. There is a metaphys metaphysical tuition, right, for all experiences. For the one that we just did, the meditation that we just did, I picked love. If I want to explain... Um, if I want to experience love, right, what am I willing to give up? That is the tuition. That is the tuition. What am I willing to give up? That is the metaphysical tuition we have to be willing to pay. For everything, there is a tuition. It's not monetary tuition, but there's something you have to do to be, to be able to get that experience. And so think of picking a college degree, picking a college major, picking a college, picking a college major, passing and getting a degree. Think of that as a, um, um, think of that as an equivalent to picking a spiritual path. You know, spiritual paths are not that different from college degrees, really. Like you can equate a lot no. of things. That's right. But they're harder, typically, than college degrees. Even. Yes, they're but, much uh, harder. It depends <laughs> on the path, though. It depends on the path. It depends on what it is. It depends on the path. Yeah, it could be easier. and Some paths are easier, yeah. but anything worthwhile is not. Don't pick too easy a path, right? Because then you won't have many experiences in that path. If you want really nice, sublime experiences, then pick something that's going to challenge you. I just want to take a moment now to give thanks to you for listening, for being here, for your beautiful presence. It really means a lot to us to be doing this and connect with you. And one thing that we'd really appreciate is if you could go and leave a review on Apple or Spotify. That way we can help grow the podcast. You can help grow the podcast. And if you have any questions or you need any extra support, just leave it in there and we'll do everything we can. If you have any topics that you'd like us to share about, anything that you like that you'd like us to do more of just go ahead and mention that in the review and we will do everything we can to support you so thank you so much this is very deep thing to consider how much are we still jumping around and even if someone has a path let's say someone says okay my path is to practice the, you know to do this particular path but then within that, there are these different practices, right? So there's two levels of this. One is the actual path itself, right? Because each path has a number of different lifestyle suggestions and various um, practices and things to do and things to avoid and all the rest of it. So the, so the path has all these options. So, so once you pick a path, then you have, in a way, more paths to choose once you're in the path. So how do you deal with that? You know, like like with Maharaj Yoga Meditation, which we're teaching, there's so many different practices. Um, and so even if you're on the path, you can do a little bit of this in the morning and a little bit of this in the afternoon and this and that and this and that. And then that can become another, potentially another distraction. So how, how do you pick the path and then pick the specific practices that are going to give you the experiences you want in the path that you've chosen. Right, right. You know, uh, typically, I, I know people don't want to hear it because it's all about instant gratification these days, but I typically pick something, I focus something for a few weeks or a month or a few months, right? There's a specific focus. And I feel for me, that kind of specific focus gives me those experiences. If I don't have focus, if I don't have concentration, like even as simple as peace, it's not as simple as peace. Peace is actually to really experience peace, to experience sustainable peace takes time. And there are several steps you have to go through to be able to experience sustainable peace. And sustainable peace, I mean peace that you're not just going for a walk in the park or, you know, in the forest and you're peaceful or, you know, getting away and then you're peaceful and then you come back and you come back to the same problems. Like really deep peace, right? It's possible. It's possible. 
And so to be able to experience anything, you need to focus. You need to say, okay, for this one month, I'm going to focus on experiencing peace. And what all are the requirements that I need to do to experience peace? Then you have to study enough. You have to enough have enough truth. Um, and um, you have to be able to really go away from distractions. I feel if you want divine experiences, then you have to get away from distractions because distractions really take you away from divine experiences. Yeah, they cheap, cheapen everything. It becomes, we can't go deep if we, uh, I mean, you can still have profound experiences and have distractions, but it's not the, not the same level. It's a bit more sporadic and there is a there is a price, isn't there, for everything? Is a price always a price? People think, oh, this is YouTube video is just free and sitting there. Now you're paying such a big price by watching it. Um, <laughs> you know, um, even people say now, right? About they used to talk about multitasking. Now they talk about monotasking in uh, corporate in the corporate world that if you really want your employees to be productive, then they need to monotask. <laughs> Isn't that funny? They've changed their tune about that, haven't they? <laughs> they realize. <laughs> You're not getting anywhere because they found out that they found out all of these research and studies that you can't, you know, like each time you get distracted, I heard you lose about 20 minutes of your time to get back to it's the It's very concerning. Yeah, that's really shocking. Yes. Yeah, so um, if that is for just regular work, right? Imagine how much you have to prioritize in your spiritual life because spiritual life can be very mercurial. It's there one minute, not there one minute. We are getting distracted. We are, you know, we are getting into the world of form because spiritual world is so subtle. And so we have to be really diligent and firm with ourselves and understand that not all spiritual paths are entirely compatible and pick one and in that also pick practices that i'm going to have experiences you know um i know shireen quite well nowadays and she's um very inspiring for me because she has a lot of, she has so many practices her book by the way i'm gonna gonna promote your book shireen if you don't mind she has a great book called soul fitness um, which you can get in the description, which is literally full of practices, the whole book. I actually haven't come across a book before that has so many practices in it. It's the whole thing is practice after practice after practice because there are so many spiritual books around and it's all theory and nice ideas and stories and this and that, which is fine. It's entertaining. But there you're left with a bit of information but no actual change. So... She was reading a book that's literally just packed with practices. Do you want to talk a little bit about why you wrote that book? Um, you know, there's a concept called soul consciousness in Raj Yoga, where you're completely aware of yourself as a spiritual being. And, um, you know, there is no, no material a form no material consciousness going on in your head and in our in one of our advanced lessons you know um i was hearing about this soul consciousness and how it takes many many years to achieve it and i was like whoa i need to take this seriously if this is going to take this many years and so i started writing down and practicing those practices and then eventually I put them in a book. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great book. I have a copy here. And um, it's, we actually did some meditations on it, which we can give you access to. And can you talk a little bit about being a point of light? One of your, one of Shireen's practices is being a point of light. Because um, it's one thing knowing about things theoretically. Most of us know a lot of stuff theoretically because we've read a lot and we've heard a lot and a lot of people listen to podcasts and so there's all this knowledge but actually experiencing it very very deeply is a different thing entirely from knowing about something 
So what's your what's been your experience of being a point of light? This very strange and wondrous experience. Um, you know what happens is um, again back to soul consciousness is to be aware of ourselves as spiritual beings. We have to go away from the world of form because we get very caught up in the world of form. Like even if you think about, say, from morning till now, how much percentage of the time did you think about physical things, right? physical things? How much percentage of time did you think about it? That would be a huge percentage of time. So we are, even for spiritual people, even people who have been on a spiritual path, we spend a lot of time in the physical world, thinking about the physical world, being in the physical world, getting caught up in the physical world, all of those things. And so in our practice in Raj Yoga, in Brahma Kumari's Raj Yoga, we say that the soul is a luminous being of light, a point of light. And so I've been practicing that, especially to get away from the world of form, to minimize my thinking about the world of form. And I'm happy to report back that a lot of the time, right, if in a day I don't spend a lot of the time thinking about physical things. And it's very important to not think about physical things because to have spiritual experiences, you have to think of yourself as a spiritual being. And I really feel that's the only way to experience bliss. If you're thinking about physical things, then that's not sustainable and you don't have physical experiences. And so it's so important, even though it might feel difficult to establish yourself as a being of light, it is so important and ultimately so rewarding to do so. Because you really get a feel for who you actually Sharing are. is a beautiful way to spread Beyond love and wisdom, kindness, blessings into the world. And if you feel our podcast has touched your life in some way and could benefit others, please go ahead and share it with somebody so that we can really reach more souls and touch more hearts and awaken more people. Maybe there's some friends that you have or family members who would really benefit from this. So just go ahead and share it with them in whatever way you can so they can listen to it too. We'd be really grateful and they'd be grateful. So thank you so much. It's such a wonderful experience. You know, I remember um, when Shireen was in India, she was telling me about being a point of light. And I thought, all right, let me just practice that. Not trying to do anything else, just for a significant amount of time. And and remember, like, there's we're not saying there's anything wrong with the physical world. There's nothing wrong with anything, really. It's just that if we want to have wonderful spiritual experiences and have a truly exceptional life and a magical existence, then we need to do things differently. Otherwise, we just become uh, programmed people stuck in this programmed society doing what the marketing companies want us to be doing and the government. So that's not really living our own life. So a spiritual life requires us to think for ourselves and look at things differently. and. Being a point of light is, is such a profound thing because I've known about this for a long time and I do practice it, but I haven't, haven't been consciously, consciously, specifically practicing that. And I remember Shireen said to me, you need to practice this one thing. And I said, all right, fine. Um, and I'm glad you did, by the way, because it's... It's almost like um, when we become aware that we're spiritual beings of light, all the other, all of the strange negative things in our minds somehow lose their grip in that point of light. It's almost like it just, they can't hold on to anything and it just falls away. It's a very strange experience. And th this is one of these 
very important secrets that hardly anyone knows about. Because I mean, most people know intellectually, I am a spiritual being, which is fine, which is great, just a good start. But actually becoming bodyless, no body, spiritual being of shining energy, watching everything happen from a distance is such a strange and wondrous thing. So what's been your experience? How, how have you gone into this deeper? What I've noticed with being, uh, becoming a light is um, like it is the birth, like it births so many other magical experiences. Um, it's like the birth of peace, it's the birth of love you know, the birth of freedom. There's so many other things that come with it, like that experience, right, of being a point of light. And um, uh, so it, for me, just to see the benefits of it, yes, it's a little difficult to begin with, but the benefits of it, to go away from physical form, there's so many benefits of going away from physical form. What was your question, Michael? Sorry. <laughs> no, I was asking about um, your ex how did you go deeper into that experience? Like what's been the, because this is, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the foundation of spirituality in the end is knowing who we are. And it's not just knowing that we're spiritual beings, but it's actually experiencing ourselves as beings of light, non-physical spiritual beings. So how did how did you go deeper into that? You know, how did you go from theory to practice to experience? Um, I used to do various practices. Like one simple practice would be I'm light. And then the body, the physical body is like hanging on this light, right? It's just hanging, like there's light and then there's a body hanging on the light. And just to keep seeing myself as the light and just seeing the body as separate, that I'm not the body, the body is not the thinking, feeling, being, the soul is the thinking, feeling, being, that being of light is the thinking, feeling, being. And uh, so there are many, many practices I did like that, where I was clearly seeing myself as light and the body is distinct from me. And it takes time, but it's so worth it, so worth it. When I was in India this time, um, especially when I was in our um, headquarters, ashram in Mount Abu, the practice I was doing was a freedom uh, freedom and absolute love for everyone. And I felt like when I have absolute love for everyone, then that really is freeing because there's no story around people. And I feel the springboard for that, right? Absolute love for people and freedom was this practice of being, uh, being light because that helped me establish myself as a spiritual being, that helped me experience love, and that helped me experience freedom and then love for everyone else. Mm, that's so beautiful. You know, what I appreciate about Shireen is that she, um, she actually gets down to it and does the practice very, very consciously. You want to talk a little bit about your... Um, using a timer. Ah, the timer is so important. I have it right here with me, actually. You need to send me a link to that and we could put it in the description because that's a special thing you have right there. Simple, simple. It's a, just a simple timer. You can use the timer on your, on your uh, phone. But I try to get, when I'm meditating, I try to get away from phones. And so I use this timer. It's a little mechanical, digital timer, not mechanical. It's a little digital timer you get on Amazon. It's a very tiny little thing um, where you can set your minutes and then you just press a button and then it will time that minute. 
And um, I do use a timer a lot. For example, if I want to establish myself as light, as a being of light, um, I first do it for one minute. I time myself and just very consciously see if I can see myself as light for one minute. Then I increase it to two minutes, three minutes like that. Um, and then afterwards, I also do where I am, for example, where I was talking about just the soul wearing the body, right? The soul is there and the soul, the body is just hanging on the soul. Like a costume is hanging on a hanger, the body is hanging on the soul. Um, so that awareness also, I start with a minute and then go up to two minutes, three minutes, four minutes like that. It's very useful because then you see how many times did you get distracted also, I check that. Because if I start checking how many times I get distracted, I notice that eventually I stop getting distracted. That's so interesting. Yeah, I, I practiced that with a timer in India about 15, 20 years ago. Um, I remember like sitting there in front of this picture. But, uh, you know, hours and hours, but just one minute at a time, one minute at a time. What's interesting about the timer is that when when I really got into it, I remember, this is such a strange experience. I remember having this again and again. So I pressed the button and it would count down and then it would beep, basically. It's just like a one minute timer. And when I got really deep into the experience, I would... After a while, I'd think I must have forgot to press the button because it hasn't gone off. And then I'd look at it and I realized that no, it was fine. It's just that I'd gone so deep in that short amount of time that it seemed like it was a really long time. I had, I had the experience again and again. It was a very weird experience because when you go into these spiritual experiences, you go outside of time on some level and everything slows down so that's time and beyond space so when we say we are points of light we are saying we are beyond space but also we are beyond time and um, that what you're experiencing or what you experienced was that beyond time you know you just establish yourself as a being of light beyond space and beyond time it's a beautiful thing. So th this is the this is the power of, of practice, and it can start with one minute. In fact, that's the best place to start is to do one minute. It's actually easier to do a minute than it is to do anything else because that minute of focus is the equivalent of maybe twenty minutes of not having focus. This is what I personally find, is that if I just sit there and I have no intention to practice anything in particular and I just say, I'm just going to do meditation, what's actually going to happen, let's be honest, is I'll think about whatever has been going on in my life and what I need to do and random memories will come up and it just wanders all over the place. And that's not particularly good use of time. I mean, there there is like Buddhist practices where you just watch everything and that can be beneficial if that is the practice you're doing. But it's much more profound and powerful just to get a timer out and say, okay, what is my intention? And then choose a practice, press the button, and then just get in the zone. And then, they, then it will go off and then you can say, okay, how did that go? And then let me do it again, let me do it again, let me do it again. And then it gradually builds up. I actually find one minute better than two minutes, even though it seems like it's not very long. The focus and the intention, it's almost like getting 10 times the power than you would normally. If I do one minute 10 times, it's much, much more powerful, 10 or even 20 times more powerful than sitting for 10 minutes without those breaks. So this is just a, some, something that, you know, a lot of people probably haven't got a timer and don't do this sort of thing. So this is a very easy way of getting a lot of benefit. Oh, that's true. That's, 
That's true. Yeah, they're not being used. Insight Timer, the app that I have loads of meditations on, is called Insight Timer. So, I mean, it started out as a, as a timer app. It's actually a really good one, and you can choose different bells, and you can choose how many... I, I use the app for that reason, actually. Um, but if you want to get away from your phone, which I highly recommend for meditation, then something else can be helpful. You just press a button and it's not connected to the internet. So, so these are fascinating things to dive deeper into. What would you recommend, Shireen, someone who, who's wanting to have more intention, have more practice? What, what do they need to do? thing about um, pick a path, right? So there's path and there's practices. So first pick a path and then pick practices in the path. Um, definitely, right? Pick a path, pick a practice. Because what happens is one thing we do need to understand is if we don't have discipline, if you don't have a path, right? We need to pick a path that has particular discipline. If you don't have a discipline, if you don't have a teacher, if we don't, um, then how are we advancing? We cannot advance, right? Like any any athlete will tell you they need a coach to keep advancing. You can't just go decide, oh, I'm just going to go track and field and without a coach, right? And so first we have to become awakened and then from awakened we have to become enlightened and it's possible. And the other thing you have to tell yourself is if it's possible for one human being, it's possible for me. So have a very high aim for yourself. Don't settle for less. Have a very high aim for yourself. Have the aim of enlightenment. Have the aim of experiencing bliss and love and peace and all of those things, right? Just have that aim. And then um, don't keep go. Don't keep going to the spiritual, metaphysical hard bar uh, like a buffet and say you know because what that leads to is egocentrism, right? What you eventually start thinking. What I've noticed is nothing is good enough for me, and I know better than everyone. That's what happens, and so you have to stop picking at you know, a buffet and just pick a path and really do it. But also I do understand I have compassion for people who don't want to pick a path because they feel they've been burned too many times. Um, but also, but then understand, understand that you're just shopping around. Don't think you're awakened because the awakened and enlightenment is another journey after picking the path. Um, and so just understand that you're shopping around, that you don't know what the truth is and you don't know who knows the truth. You need to understand that, both those things. And also, um, one of the things that I've noticed with after picking a path, then you have to pick practices and then you have to focus on practices. Um, and so... If you keep seeking and you're still doing this and that, then when are you doing the practices? When And until you do the practices, then you don't have experiences. And so all of these things. So picking the path is first thing, and then picking the practice. You know, I, I had a friend of mine many years ago. No, go ahead. Uh, you, guidelines once people some someone picks a path right three important guidelines one is you have to maintain discipline you know like one day you're on this path and then next day you're getting distracted and looking at other courses you know you were saying just now they're doing the course and then looking at other courses while they're doing the course <laughs> so you have to maintain discipline that's one very important thing and two is Stop demanding instant gratifications out of the path. That You cannot do that. It takes time. Anything takes time, right? So stop demanding instant gratifications out of things you picked. And then three is you always need to have newness. 
Because if you keep doing the same thing, right, if you keep doing the same practice again and again, you'll get bored and then you'll leave the path. So you need those three. You have to maintain discipline. You have to stop demanding instant gratifications. And then you have to have newness. That's very interesting. So it's like, because if we don't have, we don't enjoy what we're doing, then we'll look for other paths. But then again, if we don't do it long enough, it's not going to work. So th this is something just to really be aware of. I'll give a quick story. I had a friend many years ago who came from learning meditation, the meditation we teach, this Raj Yoga meditation, spiritual meditation. And um, I was telling him he's a spiritual being and he can connect with God and receive power and blessings. And he said, yeah, that's all very well, but I want all these special things from all these strange and wondrous places, right? So he then spent the next 10 years on his spiritual buffet, basically. And he went all over the place and he went and learned ancient secrets from um, Egypt and various strange shamanic teachings and all over the place, right? And 10 years later, he called me up or send me an email when I was in Hawaii. And he was like, Michael, Michael, can you please, can you please help me? Because I've done all this other stuff and I'm totally worn out and I'm addicted to alcohol and drinking wine and like my life's a mess and I haven't got any money. And um, please, can you teach me that course again? <laughs> it was so funny. After 10 years, right? So he went all over the place, right? He ended up coming out to Hawaii and um, we had some good times together teaching him the because well he was ended up bankrupt that's what i mean like he spent all his money and he you know i don't know he but this is but here's the thing nowadays you don't need to go anywhere you could get it all on the internet you, you know what I mean? someone could stay in their house and do the same thing you know on youtube you could do the whole thing on the amount of times i've talked to people on on my coaching clients who say oh i came across this strange thing about some crystal skulls and something 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 and they get caught up in some weird path and then it ends up spinning them out and giving them nightmares and then they say oh i don't so they get into these things, and they get caught up in it, and then they get stressed out about it, and then they give it up, and then they go to the next one. And good heavens, it's just just listening to some of these stories is tiring. I can only imagine after 10 years of it, or 15 or 20 years. So we're just saying, look, just pick something that is powerful, and, and then um, stay with it long enough. Because the funny thing is that if we're willing to stick with things long enough, then we can have very powerful experiences. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that long either, to be perfectly honest. Um, you can have an experience in one minute if you're focused enough, or, or, or maybe not the first minute, but maybe the third minute you start getting into it. So we're not talking about like 25 years, and then at the end of it, you might feel slightly better. <laughs> you know thank goodness but it but it is seven years isn't it Shireen to become soul conscious <laughs> no 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 that's true you can become full soul conscious in five minutes you just need to focus um, and if that is our goal which I hope that's everyone's goal is to understand who they are spiritually and really have an experience of themselves as spiritual beings then they need to really pick a path that gives us deep, deep truths about spirituality, not just surface level. It needs to be very deep and profound. And nourishing, you know, it's... So, you know, we're, of course, yogi souls. We have various practices and we have a free course that you probably already have if you're listening to this you can get it on ancient secrets raj yoga it's the ancient secrets course ancient spiritual secrets 
And the thing is, with, with any path or any practices, you don't necessarily know whether or not it's a good thing to do unless you learn about it. So the benefit of having a bit of a buffet, at least initially, is that you get to see what you've got going on. Um, because how are you going to know if you don't look into things? But once you have found something powerful, then it's worth dedicating some energy so you really come into that wonderful experience, that wonderful feeling of bliss and peace, love. Ah, yes. I mean, I was lucky that I was pulled out of my body and given visions of the future, First, my first meditation class, which was instant gratification. <laughs> Ironically, I had instant gratification, but that was a blessing. That, that sort of thing that I didn't get that every time I sat for meditation. Then I had to do the work afterwards. So in one, one way or the other, we're directed to these paths, and then it's up to us to put in the effort. Um, it's not necessarily even effort. It's just putting in the energy to go deeper and deeper and deeper. So, Shireen, what's going to happen if someone picks a path and gets on with it? How are they going to feel? What's going to be different in their life? Everything, right? And many times I wake up in the morning and think, whoa, I won the grand jackpot, spiritual lottery, because everything about my life is different from before. Um, our perception is different. The experiences are different. How I feel about life and things and people and everything is different. And uh, it's almost like it's a new life. It's a new birth. Um, but you have to start somewhere, right? You can't just go into it thinking, oh, this is all, that's what I'm going to get. But you have to start somewhere. But definitely, like whatever your experience, right? Let, let's say you really want love in your life. You really want peace in your life. Uh, you really want happiness in your life. You really want freedom in your life. Think of what is it that you want in your life, right? And let's say if you want something physical, let's say you want, you know, you want to win the, win, actually win the physical lottery, right? Where you win money, right? Why would you want to win money? you feel that money is going to give you freedom and happiness and things in life and all of those things. And so work backwards, go backwards and go to the crux of the matter. Why is it you want to win the lottery? So let's say finally you work backwards and you come to the point of, I want to experience freedom and I want to experience happiness, right? Um, those are the two experiences. So those are the spiritual experiences. And uh, we are here to tell you that you don't need to win the lottery to have those spiritual experiences. And so find out what do you want from life and then really unapologetically go after it with focus and intention, go after it and you will experience it. That's absolutely fascinating. So we can close on that. Just I'll just re-emphasize what you said there that this is a really good practice for for us all to do you can write down what are all the things you think you want in your life all the physical things and this and that and all the stuff you know whether it's winning the lottery or having a certain amount of money or having a certain amount of health or relationships etc etc you write all of it down why do you want that Oh, I want to have money so I can buy this and I want to buy that so that I can have this experience and I want to have this experience so that I feel like this. When you, when you go back, 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 you'll find that it all comes down to things like I want to feel free or happy or peaceful. But it's worth doing that practice to go back from the things that we're running around towards, thinking I'm gonna, I need all this stuff. It really figure it out. What is it really, truly? Behind all of that, what is it you actually really, truly want? And it's going to be a, some sort of spiritual experience. And then, once you know what that is, then you can say, okay, well, why don't I just go for that experience directly? So if you want to feel free, then you can feel free. You can actually feel spiritually liberated, and you feel the feeling of freedom that you've been wanting 
all along where you want to feel peace you can actually feel peace you don't have to make a certain amount of money and buy a certain amount of things in in order to feel peace it's a bit of a long way around so we spend 10 15 minutes with a timer experiencing peace it's much much less effort than years and years and years of running around setting up companies and making all this money and then finally buying this stuff and then getting this other thing and then finally getting this thing and then getting a moment of peace that then doesn't even last so you know these these spiritual practices they're really not only do they bring so much joy but they also save massive amounts of unnecessary stress and work and time ah yes 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 all right shereen what's your final thoughts on this to be honest with yourself um what do you really want from life just focus spend time with yourself you know this you cannot replace spending time with yourself no one can give you the love and attention you can give yourself spend time with yourself spend finite periods of absorbed spiritual focus on things that you really want in life um then spend real renewal time with real renewal you know how do you renew yourself like people are so burnt out you need real renewal sustainable renewal and all of that needs focus spiritual intention hmm thank you all right well that's all we have time for today and sending everyone lots of love thank you for your wonderful presence and if you have any topics that you'd love us to talk about feel free to leave a review and just let us know the topic that you want and we can do a session on it it's always wonderful to hear from you and you know, take the time this week to get clear what is your intention, what is your path, and how can you really make the time, the precious time, for what is most important in your life, and start to experience that more and more and more throughout the day. So have a beautiful week, beautiful day, lots of love. Thank you, Shireen, for your wonderful presence. you and uh, lots of love to everybody have a beautiful day talk to you soon om shanti